Hello and welcome to the Professional Reflexology Podcast. I'm Olivia Hart. I'm a reflexologist, a tutor and a part of the PR team. This podcast is all about reflexology and some of the wonderfully inspirational people that have shaped it into what it is today, as well as guests who love the therapy and share with us their own special takes to help encourage and uplift the next generation of reflexologists. This short series is all about business building and today I'm joined by holistic business coach Helen Pinnock. She shares with us her journey into becoming a reflexologist, the ups and downs that COVID has caused and how she's come out the other side by changing her path. Helen has a passion for helping fellow therapists build the life and business they want to create and the results she gets for her clients speak for themselves. There are lots of actionable and very useful tips throughout so be sure to take notes. Just before we get going, for those of you here for the first time, Professional Reflexology is a UK-based membership and education organisation passionate about spreading the word of this wonderful therapy. We are excited to say we have just released our membership to our friends overseas, so you can now enjoy the benefits of being a Professional Reflexology member wherever you are in the world. To find out more about what we do, please visit www.professionalreflexology.org. So, Helen, thank you so much for joining us today on the Professional Reflexology podcast. We have been following each other on Instagram for quite a while and kind of keeping up with everything. How are you today? Oh, I am so excited to be here. I just love talking about all of this stuff. And if you could see me, you could see how excited I get. My hands go all over the place. I am like a little kid. (laughs) So it's a pleasure to be here with you. (laughs) Thank you. If only we had the video uh, aspect recording as well, that would be good, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So we always like to start off with talking about how and why you became a reflexologist, because I know that isn't necessarily the path that we're particularly leading down today. It's more about growth and the business aspect of things. But what made did you get into reflexology as a profession in the first place? Oh gosh. So obviously now I'm a, I'm a business coach now after 20 years. Um, but like everybody else, I kind of got into reflexology. Well, like most people, I would say, um, with my own health, my own experiences and everything to do with that. So I think it kind of just trying to think as we're talking where to start really, but my experience around reflexology particularly was really because I struggle with PCOS. Um, and okay. I did particularly when I was, which for anybody who doesn't know is polycystic ovary syndrome. So when I was, um, I've had that since I was 14, I'm now 48, <laughs> but I was like actually at 14, Back then, there was so little information around it, and I was really struggling. And they did that thing of which they did back then was really it's hormones. You're you know woman and hormones put her on the pill, um, yes. and then sort of ten years after that, I kind of basically just ignored it for them because actually I, for me, I thought it was all gone. Mm. But it was a case of actually as soon as I came off the pill to try and get pregnant, of course, everything came back. It was just hiding all the symptoms. And so I was really struggling and it came about how I sort of, I was like, what am I going to do? Doctors are doing that that thing of just going, oh, it's kind of female hormones and, you know, oh, you'll grow out of it. And of course, you know, you don't grow out of this. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, it's just that, well, you know, by then I was actually 23, so quite how they thought I was going to grow out of it, I don't know. But <laughs> but it was, <laughs> but 
you know, I kind of was like really struggling. Um, you know, I was in a lot of pain, you know, sort of my periods weren't regular. It was just all sorts of horrific, horrible things going on. And then I was in a, um, I think it was probably a dentist or a doctor surgery, you know, he's sitting waiting for an appointment. And I saw one of those magazines kind of, I can't remember what it was, but sort of like heat magazine, that kind of thing. And I think I saw that in, in the magazine that, um, Victoria Beckham also has PCOS. Yes. This is before the internet, so I couldn't do that Google thing that we all do now. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, <laughs> and so I, she, and she said that she used homeopathy. So I know we would go to my reflex surgery, but that's how I started with homeopathy, the, the whole world of this kind of thing. Yeah. So that's a whole different story. But from there, um, homeopathy really helped me, diet really helped me, but actually... Then I also saw um, another celebrity actually talked about reflexology around actually helping with balancing hormones and all this thing. So I was like, oh, let's give it a go. I, you know, at this point, I was desperate. I'm like, just give anything a go. And yeah. so I kind of went along, um, had sort of six sessions and yeah, basically just felt so much better. You know, it's really mm. kind of as simple as that. And that that whole between the sort of homeopathy and the reflexology, it just my own health started to improve. Um, I did eventually actually get pregnant because my you know, my children, I say children, they're, they're twenty one and eighteen now. Mm. But I got I got um, my health began to improve. I felt so much better, and it just sparked that thing inside of me that was like, "There's got to be a better way. This is yeah. this has got to be a, take care of my health more naturally." And it, it kind of just started from there, really. And then I was off, if you like. The rest is history in terms yes. of training yeah. and all of the above. So, yeah, that's my, my beginning story, if you like. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I think, like you said at the beginning, it is so often the way for nearly all of us as reflexologists that we experience it for ourselves, really reap the benefits and then just want to pass that on to other people. You know, it, we just want to make it part of our everyday, don't we? Absolutely. I think when it came to it, I was actually, funny of all of this talk was of getting pregnant, but actually when I decided that I wanted to make a career out of this, I had actually just had a baby. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was lots going on then. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but it was kind of the reflexology training really fitted around, you know, everything else that was going on in my life. So it was just sort of, everything sort of clicked into place. And, yeah. it, you know, that's kind of went from there. But you're right. It's about that wanting to share that experience, that knowledge that you have. It's just that passion, isn't it? Yeah. All of the above. Absolutely. And I think that when you can convey that to your clients, it just makes for such a powerful treatment, doesn't it? You know, when you know what you're doing is is important and it's going to help, it's, it's such a big thing, I think. Totally. And I think that sort of being the ability to be able to share some of your story with your clients as well is so much more yeah. powerful than maybe just, you know, uh, a dry list of historical facts and stuff. Because actually what people want, of course, is they want um, you to solve their problem for them or at least help yes. to solve their problem. So, yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. And so how did you get to where you are today? What led you to what you're doing now? Okay, so obviously there's been, uh, I sort of say to people 20 years, but it's actually been more than 20 years now. But in terms of there's been a sort of a real history around that and a real journey for me because everything in my um, business journey has really been a business journey, but it's also been a self-discovery, a self-development journey. 
So I started off as a reflexologist, as we've said, and I was, you know, I worked for five years around that. Did, I had to learn so much about how to run a business and all of the above, but mm. I became super satisfied, but I came really, became really successful at it. And I was seeing lots and lots of people. But that after about five years, five, six years, I started to think, gosh, this isn't, you know, this isn't really doing it for me. What's going on kind of thing. Um, and I'd always had a passion, a dream to open, since this dream started, if you like, to open a wellbeing clinic, a multidisciplinary mm. wellbeing clinic. And I wanted to run it in a slightly different way. I didn't just want to room it, uh, sorry, to run it as a room rental, which obviously nothing wrong with that, but I wanted to do it in a different way. I wanted to do all the marketing. I wanted to open it in the area that we were living because it was kind of quite um, an area where sort of holistic therapy was like, oh, that's a little bit hippie, a little bit, oh, you know, I'm not sure we can, you know, we're yes. interested, but I'm not sure yes. kind of thing. yeah bit of apprehension around it yeah it's kind of like I want to come and look but you might be a bit scary <laughs> you might be a bit really you know all dang, long skirts and dangly earrings yeah it was so I wanted to do it differently so I I decided that I was going to open the clip multidisciplinary click and again whoa what a journey of um, self-discovery I was terrified of the people that I was employing I was you know and actually the idea of again having to learn how to run a business and what do you mean people just don't want to work, walk through the door my idea is here how do they not know <laughs> so it was a real kind of okay this is I've got to really learn here and I began to realize really that although I loved the therapy side of it and the treating side of it it was really perhaps not for me maybe I was meant to be facilitating other therapists to do their thing because I was so interested in how we spread the word how we grow the profession yeah um, yeah you know but actually and to sort of take away that so that people could come without being sort of fearful of what was going to happen. Yeah, definitely. You know, that was super important to me. And also, you know, so many, so many of reflexologists, and not just reflexologists, all holistic therapists, as we've said, are so passionate, so talented, but really struggle to create an income around it. And, you know, and also to get that, you know, to find the clients that are right for them. So I kind of did this for about 13, 13 years. Um, I didn't do it for about 30 I did do it for, first, you know, 13, um, 14, 15 years. And then I was beginning to think, okay, well, maybe it's time for me to move on again. Um, so I wrote my book um, in that time um, from client to clinic owner. And that was just... That's that, fantastic. Yeah, it was kind of a bit like, okay, because I'm dyslexic as well. It's like, I have no clue what I'm doing at all. <laughs> so let's just get it out of the head onto the paper. And my husband, bless him, um, just kept sending it. He sort of edited it, kept sending it back going, no, you've missed bits out here. This is not Aww. right. And so we kind of, again, no clue what I was doing. So I self-published that and it became a bestseller, which I have to say I'm really proud of, you know, because I was like literally hung got a clue what I was doing oh wow that's incredible so that's then kind of and then then we had a pandemic didn't we case <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no you know said we missed that wow my goodness Helen if that doesn't inspire people I mean what an incredible journey you've been on so that actually brings us quite nicely on to uh, recent events doesn't it absolutely so I was kind of thinking of um, maybe it's time for me to, you know, time in my life, move on to doing my business coaching full time. 
but I kind of hadn't got there. And then obviously the pandemic hit and, you know, and I, I lost my business. So, you know, you know, going to stand out there after having this successful clinic for so many years, mm. it just became completely untenable. And so like everybody else, you know, this being last year was not great, but I am one of these people that you have to live, learn, and, you know, you kind of look at what comes next. So I decided, yeah, right, absolutely. let's, you know, deal with it, feel all the emotions, deal with what's happened. Now it's time to move on to the next thing. And hence brings us right up to today, which is, you know, now I'm doing full time and I absolutely love it. The business, you know, helping reflexologists um, to get, you know, that really find that, that link and all those all those marketing skills, everything they need to yeah become successful and abundant and all of the above. Giving them the all the tools that they need, sort of thing that maybe their courses don't necessarily teach them. I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? Is that so many of the courses that we go on obviously teach us how to be fantastic reflexologists, and although the business side of thing is touched on, it's maybe not done in the depth that we maybe need. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And it's it's a case, isn't it? I, 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 weirdly enough, I find so many people find quite a bit of shame around this when they come out, because, of course, you're so excited when you've just trained and you can't wait to get on with it, can you? You're just like, oh, my goodness, yeah. all this knowledge. I'm so excited. And then when it doesn't quite pan out, you kind mm. of fall into that kind of actually, I can't do it. It's something wrong yes. with me. Maybe I'm not trained enough. And it's like, whoa, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Absolutely. That's not true. It's not that you can't do it. It's that you don't have the knowledge of how to do this. Mm. You know, it's like it's like somebody who's not a trained reflexologist suddenly deciding after, you know, a weekend course that they can be out there doing it, isn't it? Yes. You know, you need you need the knowledge. You need to, you know, and why would you think that you know how to advertise and share your skills and market in the, the right way if you've not been taught how to do it? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's exactly like you say, there is almost this, there's something wrong with me. I'm not doing it right. Or exactly like you say, I'm not highly trained enough. I think we see it a lot. I'm on quite a lot of different forums. And one of the most asked questions, I think, is how can I get more clients? What advertising techniques did you use that worked? You know, and it's just the same kind of questions coming over and over again. So this is obviously where you come in, isn't it? This is yeah. this is how you can then help those people to have busy practices at the end of the day. Absolutely, because this is this is why you set up. This is why you you know you wanted to make a difference and you want to have an impact. And I'm here to help people create that impact. And you know, there's there's so many things involved in it, isn't it? There's that kind of Oh, I'm not trained enough. And it's actually, I, I see it a lot as well. Let's go and do another training course because, you know, that's what people want. And it's actually, the reality is, of course, that doesn't, you know, great, you, you're more highly trained, but actually that won't give you more clients. Yes, yeah. Um, in that respect, because actually the vast majority of people have no clue about your training at all and actually aren't that interested. Yes. You know, what they want. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, you know, actually, great. You're, you know, you know I'm, I'm always like, people say, should I go and get some more skills? If you want to, and it's the right time, absolutely. But that in itself will not bring you more clients. You need to fix the problem and learn how to get the clients in and keep that steady flow of people in. And also learn that it's not something that, you know, people are like, I can't market, I can't do this. And it's like, oh, you can. And you're actually kind of already doing it. And not to be scared of it and realise that they're not two separate things. Yeah. That actually by learning to market your business, you're actually learning to be a better reflexologist 
because by the way you talk, all of those things. And, Mm. you know, if people come back for the full length of the recommended treatment that you give, it's not that, you know, that's better for them. It's better for you. It's better for everybody. All those things. So, and like, I always sort of say about, I could talk about this forever, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going. (laughs) But when it comes to things like pricing as well, you know, people always think that the pricing that I mean, such a vast subject, but people, you know, really worry about the pricing. They worry about a couple of pounds here or there. And they often, oh, well, if I do this, it will make it more accessible to people. And actually, they are, there are so many things that can go wrong with that. It's not about me saying, yes, absolutely, this price is what you should be charging. But if you're offering a discount, I, I have to be, I say to people, be really, really clear, that discount is not going to bring more people your way. It's not going to make you more affordable to another group of people. Because if you have got people, and people don't always want to hear this, but you know, if somebody's really struggling to put food on the table, they've lost their job, you knocking five pounds off will make zero difference yeah. as to whether they come or not. That's so true. It would be much, much better for you to, yeah, you should give back to your community. Absolutely. But the balance is all wrong. If you're not making any money and then you giving away more than you can afford, it's like actually then you're not giving the right, you know, you're not saying to people in in effect, you need to take care of your well-being. Mm. It's like actually, well, you know, charge what you should be charging, charge the right prices and then maybe give a morning away free to a charity or something like that. So it's all... So the balance is there. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's in a way that creates abundance. And you deserve to create abundance. You've worked hard, you know. Mm. You've worked hard. You've spent all that money on that training. You know, you deserve it as well. And I think that can really get caught up for a lot of people, that kind of... it. it it's completely different, isn't it? Running your own business to working for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And I think as well, often reflexologists, we're all of a certain ill, can't we? And I think that sometimes there is this, well, they're really struggling and I really want to help them. So therefore, I don't feel like I do want to charge them or I'm going to take a bit of money off. I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. And there's almost this guilt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. I do. In terms of like the whole guilt thing, I think when you are, you know, you work in a service that's helping people. Yes. Then there's kind of, it can it can get mixed up. But I think what people really need to realise is that that's, that's fine to a point, but actually it's not our job to decide what people spend their money on. Yes. Exactly. You know, if somebody, it really come. It really comes down to if somebody really can't afford it, or you haven't demonstrated the value that you can provide. Now, that's your only job as a reflexologist is to mm. accurately be able to demonstrate the value you can provide, and then it's in not any of your business how they spend their money. Yes, it's out of your hands then, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's actually nothing to do with us. Yeah, and I think that the right people will then, you will attract the right people, won't you? They will they will find you. And the ones that don't aren't actually your ideal client at the end of the absolutely. day. Absolutely, absolutely. Spot on. That's, that's completely true. And, you know, we're not, you know, that's a whole different thing, isn't it? We're not meant to treat everybody. We don't need to treat everybody. It's not our job mm. to treat everybody. It could be that there's a better therapist out there for for them. It could be mm. that actually reflexology is just not part of their journey. Yes, yeah. You know, that's really the kind of way of doing it, I think. So when would you say it's a good idea for a reflexologist to kind of seek help with their business? At what point do you find, you know, in the running of their business that they should 
find somebody like you to come and help them? Okay, so I think it's, I think you should be looking at this pretty much, I reckon, a month or two months before when you get towards the end of your training. Okay. So it might be, it might be, it's not necessarily that you need to touch base with me straight away, but you know, you might read my book. That's a really good way to start thinking about these sorts of things. Um, yeah. You know, I have, I know just before we came on, I run a free challenge. I mean, I've got one coming up really soon, but it might be too, it might miss this going out um, on the 11th of July. But I run the, I run the same challenge every couple of months. So, and, and that's basically called five days to find five loyal clients. So I think what's, um, you know, super important is that we massively overcomplicate this. Yeah. And it's just like, actually, when you, like we've said before, when you've just started, you want them to get those clients in. So that challenge is really just about, let's get these clients in, let's get you working. And then what really, you know, is a really good step from that is I have something called the Wellness Business Collective, which is a membership group. And that's so fab. I started it um, about two or three months ago and I've got my people in there and I'm, I'm opening the doors again on the 13th of July. And I just love it. So like on a Wednesday, they can ask me absolutely anything about their business. We meet up online once a month as a kind of group. And then I've once a month, I'm running um, workshops. So like in the last one, I ran how, you know, we created basically in the workshop how, you know, exactly, I, I told them how to create a month's worth of social media that connects with people. That's obviously always a big one. You know, sometimes yes. we just wake up and we knock something out, it's fine. But actually, it's all about connecting people and being part of how to actually talk about the to the right people that are for you and how we need to do that. So everything in there, I'm like, actually, let's, whatever I teach, I teach it in a way that actually you can go away and do it. You know, that's really important to me. Yeah, exactly. So that your clients can actually find their own feet. You just kind of give them the little push that they need and, and the, the tools as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of quite specific in everything that I teach, really. It's really about actually, let's get super specific. Like in my book, even there's lots of, you know, how to, you know, I, I lots of how you do this and let's go out and do this because there's no point in me just teaching you everything. It's like, it's like when you do your reflexology training, if they just taught you the theory and you didn't ever practice it, that wouldn't be much help. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of definitely. It's a, the same thing, you know. So, so then, and then, Obviously, as you grow, um, a lot of people then want to really expand. It might be that they want to open the studios. They might want to, you know, have some sort of training themselves, you know, run training courses themselves. And that's when people start really getting involved with me on a one-to-one basis. Okay, yeah. But that's, you know, that's obviously quite a lot further down the line. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's amazing. So basically, you can support a reflexologist throughout every journey of their business and their, yeah, like you were saying about finding your passion and finding your purpose and things as well, is that you can help with every every part of that. Absolutely. And I, you know, I think it's all, you know, as you said, passion, purpose and like self-discovery, you know, it's all about building the confidence because I think, I can't remember where I was reading it, but it's, you know, the vast majority of people that give up in the holistic world is they cite lack of confidence. Right. Okay. For that being the reason. Yeah. Which obviously is so sad. And, you know, that loss to all those people that could be treated 
Um, so building the confidence, building the knowledge, all of those things, because of course they're very intertwined, you know, people lack the confidence if they haven't got the knowledge and vice versa. So mm. um, yeah, it's just something that I'm really, you know, I know passionate's a massively overworked, you know, for you used overused word, but I'm, you know, super passionate about it because I think it's really important. You know, I don't, you know, if people want to just go and do it as a hobby, that's absolutely fine. But actually what we really want is people out there doing the job, making a difference, creating the impact and being able to live doing what they love, isn't it? You know, that's why we have the training schools. That's why we have, you know, what I do. So it's just, yeah, really important. I think that when we don't charge properly for it, you devalue the treatment itself and the actual therapy itself, not just yourself. Do you know what I mean? So I think Absolutely. as reflexologists, we all have a part to play in making it value, value led, isn't more it? believed in. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I think that if clients see that, then they see that it's a valuable thing to have done and therefore they're more likely to have it because there is still a level in some cases of having to kind of explain what reflexology is. And I still have clients come to me and go, oh, it's a fairly new thing, isn't it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> and I always so. think that I've, you know, said it enough that they've heard, but obviously that's not always the case. And so, yeah, I think that it's all intertwined, isn't it? I think actually you've made a couple of really good points there. I think first, I, I, when you said something about actually, you, you know, I thought that I've t- told people that actually it's, you know, what they know what reflexology is and I've put it out there so many times. But I think that's really important because another one is I have so many reflexologists come towards me who say, but I don't want to bother people by telling them too much. And it's like, actually, you know, isn't it? It's like, I'm telling them, my goodness, you could repeat this a million times and you will still have people who go, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that or whatever. But I think when it comes, you know, the money thing is absolutely right. You know, if we are, it's not about saying, okay, well, this price is wrong, this price, but it's got to reflect your whole business model. Because if you are, and, you know, if you are wanting to work with a certain type of person, um, you know, in terms of, let me just think. So in terms of if you're wanting to work with low-income families, um, mm. that's that's absolutely fine. And if you want to charge, you know, a lot less, that's absolutely fine. But that's got to be reflected across everything you do. And also you've got to work out your numbers because, you know, quite often you can't afford it. But if you're offering a really mixed message of actually this is a superb treatment in terms of, you know, it's a really high quality treatment. I'm putting out all this really high quality vibes and I want to do this, that and the other. But you're under char- you know, you're charging £15. People mm. are like, OK, that's really confusing. Yes. And yeah. actually, and actually, I think what you said about our responsibility to um, if you're what well, it's only confusing, but if you're only charging £15 to for somebody to improve their health, but, you know, getting their hair done is costing them 80 or going out for a meal is costing them whatever. It's like, wow, you basically just saying that they shouldn't value their health there really, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I, I totally understand what you're saying. So it's like I say, it's not about going, okay, you know, when it comes to pricing, there's, quite, there's a whole process involved really. But in terms of it's got to have congruence, it's got to know what it's doing and yeah, all of the above. And that's what I'm also really 
hot when it comes to discounts. I'm not like, don't ever offer a discount, but you've got to be really clear why you're doing it. Yes. I'm more about loyalty than discounting. I think that it's about setting out the things that you want to achieve long term rather than just short term. I think discounts are amazing if you want a short term clientele. You know, you might get three clients in that come in at the discounted rate, but it's very possible that you won't ever see them again. Whereas when you kind of set your stall out from the off and you charge that higher price, I think that the clients that you do see are used to that then, aren't they? And I think that they're more likely to come back then as well. You, you're more likely to get a loyal client from it. Absolutely. And, you know, I think this sort of the irony is the people who are always the busiest charge the most money. Yes, that is so true. I, and I think, and I think it, it's, I always do this other little exercise as well that I always say to people, so anybody who's listening, this is super, a really valuable thing to do. Imagine that you are going to a different city and you want to book a reflexology treatment and all you've got is the name of the reflexologist and you've got the price. So you've got three things. You've got one is super cheap, one's super expensive and one's in the middle. And I just say to people, what now just you've got all the information you've got. You've got nothing about anything else. Now, just write all the judgments that you make. There's no right or wrong, but all the judgments that you make about which one you would choose based on the price. And I think, you know, people come up with, oh, well, if it's, you know, if it's really cheap, then maybe they've just just started or they're not much Mm. good or if it's super expensive or they're either, you know, then maybe they are in a health, you know, they're, they're in a spa or, or they're really good or, you know, and a lot of people will go to the middle one and that's that's fine. And it's like, well, why would you go for the middle one? So I think it's just a really yeah. helpful exercise. Like I said, there's no right or wrong, but it's just mm. a really helpful exercise to make people understand that we all, every single one of us, make judgments about pricing and, and the quality of the service. So, yeah, it's just really important to realise that. I think it's really powerful, the kind of flipping it on its head, you know, the being in the client's position and, and seeing that information and, and thinking what you would do with it. Because at the end of the day, if you're making those judgments, it's very likely that your potential clients will be making those judgments as well. And yeah, I can see how that would be really useful. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think every, almost pretty much everything that I teach and do, I'm like, Look at it as though you are a client coming to see you. Yes. And what would they think? What would they do? What would they want to see? You know, all those, you know, what problems are you solving for them? All of the above. Because we get so caught up in our own stuff. And, you know, rightly so, I, you know, I get it. Um, and it's always just really helpful to kind of go, stand back and go, okay, what am I projecting out into the world? Yeah. You know, intentionally or otherwise. So obviously we've, we've, we've covered quite a lot about pricing today and I think that we've both been reflexologists for quite a long time and what I would like to ask you is if somebody was sat listening to this podcast going, yeah, that's all really well and good but actually until I have the confidence to do that or until I feel that I'm worth, I don't really want to charge that much or I don't feel that I can. What would you say to that person? How would you suggest that they start to get their confidence built up? Okay, well, I think there's a couple of things there, really. In terms of one of them, I'm going to almost just say, do you know what? You just have to do it. (laughs) I think there is that kind of (laughs) actually, you know, simple as, I mean, I could give this amazing, long, you know, 
that, I mean, that, you know, that there could be money blocks involved. There could be all sorts of things involved. So if you're like, really, really, the idea is just too shocking for you, then you need to kind of look at if there's any sort of serious money blocks going on there. But, you know, the thing about confidence is, you know, you've already taken a huge leap of faith to train in something that is not, you know, conventional, air quotes sort of thing. Um, you've mm. already taken the, the, the brave decision to open a business doing this. So just be a little bit further brave. And, you know, like I say, I, in my book, in, in the collective, all sorts of things, we, we actually go through how to create a price that's right for you. But, you know, the first thing is, before you do anything else, you've got to work out your numbers. What do you mm. need to break even? What, you know, when you've got your room rental, your travel, your training, um, you know, your living expenses, that's the first place to start. But, you know, so many people don't do that. And it's like they sort of pluck a, a number out of nowhere. And, you yes. know, yeah, absolutely. And, and in terms of just confidence as well, is that actually you really just do have to do it. And I think the fact that you said earlier about flipping it on its head and what actually, by you not charging what is right, whatever that is for you, you're actually undervaluing what your client thinks about the treatment and about you. Yeah, okay. That's really good. Thank you. I think that's really helpful because I know that um, I've, I've taught reflexology and I know that one of the biggest discussions, especially towards the end of the course, is how much do I charge? And I think it's so true what you're saying about making sure that you work the numbers out for yourself, because actually it's going to be slightly different to it for everybody, isn't it, in, in certain ways? And for me to kind of sit there as a teacher and go, yeah, you, you know, we tend to say it needs to be a minimum of... Yeah. Um, and I haven't actually taught for a few years and I can't remember what that minimum <laughs> was. But um, because of the level of training, you know, we do always go, you know, it should be a minimum of this um, and kind of go from there, you know, work it out. And I think that uh, maybe that's something that, you know, is going to be re- that you can really help people with. Totally. And I think there's, I, I hear it, I've just had a conversation actually in my collective, you know, a couple of weeks ago from somebody who's, you know, quite new to uh, reflexology. And she was like, oh, well, I was thinking if I offered this, you know, at this price, that will in- again encourage them to come back. And the reality, of course, is it does exactly that everything we just talked about is actually they kind of go, oh, that's nice. And don't come back. Mm. I think people, people are really, really massively overestimate how much they think that reflexology, I'm sorry, how much they think that um, pricing has an effect mm. on why when people come. Pricing actually has pretty much uh, not that much effect as to why people come towards you. Like, a, yeah. like we said, unless they are really struggling for money, in which case they won't come anyway. But in mm. terms of, because they can't, you know, generally they can't. And, it, you know, what's more important, you know, putting food on the table or paying your bills than coming for a reflexology session, of course, you know you know that's going to be more important but in terms of the decision for people to come towards you it has very little to do with money it's much Mm. more about whether you can solve the problem so in terms of again another little exercise you know if you have if you're struggling with um i don't know pcos like me and you know we all know that reflexology is brilliant for balancing hormones if i am struggling as a potential client with pcos and i see three reflexologists what and you know they all kind of say something but one talks about PCOS and is the most expensive I'm going to go towards that one 
you know, yes, the one that doesn't yeah. talk about it and is is cheaper. You know, I, it, it kind of what's the point of me saving a few pounds? I want to go towards the person who's talking about being able to help me. Because at the end of the day, you want results, don't you? Of course, absolutely. That's why people come towards us, isn't it? That is why people come and have a reflexology treatment. That leads me quite nicely onto my next kind of question. So what sort of results do you expect to see for your clients when you work with them? Well, I, I think it's, um, I always, always expect them to find new clients because that's why you would come and work with me. You know, so anything that you spend with me, whether it's £39 a month for the collective, whether you come and spend, you know, hundreds of pounds with me, it's about you're going to get more value out of, you know, you're going to find more clients, you're going to, um, you know, I don't know, open your studio, whatever it is, because otherwise I'm not doing my job properly. Because ultimately, it's like, if, as we've said, with a reflexologist, if somebody comes towards you for reflexology, there are expectations about what's going to happen. And, you know, if somebody comes towards me and goes, right, I want, I want 10 extra clients, then that's what we're going to work towards and getting. You know, that's, it's very specific goals. I, I always say to people, whatever stage you're coming, what is it that you want to achieve? And they, some, quite often people go, oh, I'm not really sure. So that's the starting point, okay? Because how can you know, you know, you need to know what you want to get to before you can plan how you're going to get there. Yes, exactly. And you need to kind of set that intention, don't you, before you do anything else? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like just saying, well, I want more clients. So what, you know, what does that mean? You know, it's like actually for one person that might mean they need, you know, 10 more clients a week for what another person it might just mean two. And, you know, it's actually if you if you break it down, when people start to break down exactly what it is that they want and what they need to get there, it's so much less overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. You know, finding five new clients is suddenly so much easier than, oh, I'm not sure. So No, that makes perfect sense. Um, and so if there is a reflexologist listening to this and they are currently struggling with their business, obviously you've been really helpful in giving some fantastic exercises, but what top three tips would you give them? Okay, so firstly, this is another one that people really struggle with. You know, we talked about ideal client. Mm. Just know that you are not meant to be treating everybody. I know that you have been trained that you can help lots and lots of different types of people. That does not mean that you should be because two things, there will be some things that you are particularly interested in and you are particularly um, talented and really want to work with. And two, also we don't vibe with everybody, end of. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the idea that you ha- can market to every single person is overwhelming. No big organization, no little organization does this because if you decide if you're trying to put out social media posts to some a woman in her 40s who or even her 50s or you know like me who's nearly 50 and coming towards the menopause you're trying to put out information towards me and you're trying to put out information towards a 20 something year old who is you know going to the gym who's at work all day all of the above it's a it's an impossibility and you become very bland and not seen by anybody and I know everybody's going oh that sounds really interesting but internally they're going but I don't want to miss anybody 
Now, mm. I totally understand that again, but the reality is by not narrowing down, you miss everybody. By narrowing down, what you're more likely to do is catch it. The vast majority of people will be the people you're talking to, which is great. Yeah. But you will also catch people either side of that because you will come across as somebody who's really knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And not very vanilla and bland. Yeah. It's a bit more of a specialism then, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of that's one, I mean, number two, I think we've kind of already talked about really bad pricing, you know, really do your numbers, just be really sure about how, you know, that you, what you need to bring in and what you want to get there. And I think kind of also goals, what do you want? A lot of people are really scared to say exactly almost to themselves, what do I actually want out of this for fear of not being able to make it? you know, not being able to get there. But just remember, goal is just a goal. If you don't get there straight away, it's really not a problem. Mm. And know that just because something doesn't work the first time doesn't mean it's a bad idea. It just means that you perhaps need to look at it slightly differently. And it just needs to be tweaked slightly. Absolutely. Always, always remember that you are there to solve somebody's problem. That's why they will come towards you. So you do, I know that we cannot, as reflexologists say, yes, I can cure this, I can do that. But you can talk about, in my experience, this has helped, or I have worked with people and they tell me this, or my story. You know, there are ways of saying that you can help somebody with that. Because of course you shouldn't be claiming that you can cure somebody because that's not, we don't know that's true or, you know, that's, that's not it. But there are ways of being able to say, I can help facilitate this. I can help without actually claiming that you can cure. Yes, absolutely. And like you say, I think to share stories is so powerful, isn't it? Absolutely, because we buy from people we like and trust. And the easiest way to do that is to share a bit of story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. And so if any of our listeners want to kind of get more information on you, more information about um, Wellness Business Collective, where can they find you? Probably the easiest place because you'll find everything on there. You'll find all my social media handles, everything. Just go to my website, which is Helen Pinnock, which is P-I-N-N-O-C-K.com. And like there's literally loads of stuff on there, all the information you'll need and more really. So that's probably the best place to look. That's brilliant, Helen. And also, is there information there about the kind of free exercises and things that you do as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the the challenge is up there, the collective's up there, all of the above. It's all there. Oh, that's wonderful. I think I can say on behalf of everybody, thank you so much for joining me today. The tips and information you've shared with us have been absolutely invaluable and so interesting. I hope we get to chat again soon. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much again to Helen for taking time out to come onto the Professional Reflexology podcast. We hope you all enjoyed the episode and took away some key points about how to propel your business, build your confidence and continue to move in the direction you want to. All of the links we mentioned in this episode have been posted to www.professionalreflexology.org forward slash podcasts. That's where you'll also find all of our social media tags as well as Helen's. We regularly post on Facebook and Instagram, so do give us a follow on those. Thanks very much for joining us. As always, we would love to hear your feedback, comments and suggestions. We'll be back very soon with another special guest.